we survived a terrible journey to bring you better buddies. Welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got Kelvin. Hi. And James. Hello. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week. What ancient army would you choose to be a part of if you were a common foot soldier? Ancient army. I'm not choosing World War II because I don't want to drown at D-Day. I don't know that I'd count that as ancient. It's pretty old. It's like... 80 years. Most of them are alive. That's almost a whole person. <laughs> um. <clears throat> well, what are we considering ancient? Because are, are you, for the terms of this question, just considering anything like World War II and prior? I'm going to go World War One and prior. All right. Because of Interesting. how close World War II is to modern warfare, relatively speaking. At least in World uh, War One, the Russians were still using horses. I think the U.S. was still using horses for some things. Well, yeah. For a lot of things, actually. <laughs> there was still Calvary, I think. Yeah, cars weren't exactly... Well, that was the big thing, right? Is like, you tried to fight the war at the outset with Calvary, and then the Germans invented, like, the machine gun, or they, like, people had machine guns, and then they quickly figured out, like, oh, it turns out a horse isn't really a great defense against a machine gun. Like, it <laughs> turns out horses are not bulletproof. Or a tank, yeah. God damn it, guys. Um, I... Hmm. My first gut reaction was like the Romans, but also yeah. that's not a bad one, honestly. No, you got a better chance of being in the Roman army than in most other ancient armies, like that's for sure. Well, the Romans were like the only ones historically that actually had an army where being a soldier was a job, otherwise, yeah. it was yeah. just peasants that were chucked a crude weapon usually just a stick and told hey go fight that other peasant with a stick you'll die but they might die too yeah <laughs> what about, yeah, like, yeah what about genghis khan and his army that counts were they i don't know enough about them i can't remember if that was one of those ones where it was like he had his top tier generals who were all like super cool and his best friends and then it was a bunch of peasants or if he had like one group that was like his standing army and then the rest of it was peasants. Yeah, I thought he had like a core basically of like, because it, well, it was like a tribe, like he belonged to like a tribe slash like nomadic society. So they already knew, most of them were like trained from birth to kind of like, fight. I thought at least like ride horses and fight and do shit yeah. like that. But I'm sure you're also right where they probably like picked people up as they went like along the way. Yeah, I'm sure they enslaved people and were like, and just constructed. <laughs> what about, who? who's the guy who took elephants over the Alps? That would have been. Hannibal. 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 him. Uh, where, where, what, where is, was Hannibal from? Um, I thought he was from Germanic. I thought he was supposed to be like a barbarian. Was he? I thought so, but I'm not entirely uh, certain. Hannibal. Not Hannibal Lecter. I used to Hannibal, like the. Same way. A it's the is same it? way. Oh, yeah, that's it's... just not helpful. Hannibal Alps elephants. Hannibal. It was in the Second Punic War. Elephants. <laughs> then it they comes up. They were the Carth Carthaginian, Carthaginians? 
Carthaginians. 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 Carthage. Carthage. Yeah. Where's Carthage. It was in northern Tunisia. Africa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and a bit of a bit of Spain apparently. Hmm. Like Carthage, the southern bit. They were a huge rival to the Greeks and the Romans. I think yeah. more the Greeks. Yeah. Um, um, destroyed by the Romans in 146 BC. Yeah. Because uh, Carthage took the elephants over the Alps and like put a, put the herd on Rome, and then <clears throat> Rome went, "Hey, wait a minute! If we get back to Carthage before you do, you're screwed." Oh, yeah. is that seriously what happened? I'm pretty sure. Oh my god! Because <laughs> he lost half his the... forces on the crossing of the Alps. Oh, and then... He's just like, I left the door open. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because they must have, like, was it just that they left, like, a very small, like, force to defend the actual, like, city-state, I'm assuming? Yeah. Like, damn. Talk about putting all your eggs in one basket on top of an elf, uh, on top of an elf. My goodness, guys. I have an answer, but I don't know, like, how, what you guys are going to think of it. More of a suggestion. Yeah, I don't think it'll lower our opinion anymore, so don't worry. Oh, thank God. All right, all right. <laughs> nowhere, to, nowhere to go to put up. Um, okay, so in this really old platonic dialogue called the Timaeus, which is like... I, one I stand corrected. Yeah, here we go. One of his most famous, uh, it's actually where the, like, Plato's, like, account of Atlantis comes from. And I read a bit of it, and I got through the part with Atlantis. And um, supposedly, like, Atlantis, uh, kind of like in Atlantis, Atlantis Lost Empire, tried to, like... In the old legends, they were like a continent or city-state that tried to like take over the world, and they surged through like Asia and the Middle East and like Europe and stuff like that. And the only ones who could stop them were like the Athenians, and the Athenians did end up stopping them. And they basically like beat the supposed quote unquote like Atlantean forces like back to where they came from, and then like the island because of like the wrath of the gods or whatever, like sank beneath the sea. So obviously like 95% of that is like made up like mythological, like metaphor, allegory or whatever. I was going to say, isn't Atlantis just an allegory for his argument of a failed city state as opposed to his ideal state? To a degree. Yeah. It's like the idea that it's just a state that basically reached the ideal and then became like hubristic and they tried to like take over the world. It's kind of like that. But, like, I'm assuming in some way, I, like, those things usually come from, like, much in the same way so that... So you want to be part of a fictional army. Well, apparently. I, keep in mind, for a long time, like, people thought Troy, like, they thought the Trojan War was just a story. And then they actually found Troy. Like, that. That was that's a very recent All right, James, find Atlantis. I... I'm not saying I'm going to find Atlantis. I'm just uh, no, saying... You heard like, it here first. James is going to find if, Atlantis. If there was ever Call a battle Milo, like because he's finding Atlantis. I'm going to go there. It's not in Ireland. He's going to try and run away from fireflies that set things on fire. Iceland. Perfect. Uh, no, but I do... I, if there was such a real event that did inspire it, even in a little bit of a, a sense, I would have liked to be part of that army because you would have been one of the few who, like bore witness to like an event like that wait like, so you want to be a part of the atlantean army not no, no, the no. athenian i want to be part of the athenian army i want to be part of the army that actually that wins you, know you want to be part of the winners 
Fuck no. I want to be, I would, this isn't ancient, but I'm going to say this. I want to be part of the American Revolution. That's, that should have been easy. I, I would. You want to be one of the drunks Washington pulled up bars and forcibly conscripted? Yeah, dude, it was like okay. a whole, it was, like we did Inglorious Bastards like 300 years before it was even a movie, except we did it on a mass scale. We did it. Or it was cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, I, I would love to have fought in the Minutemen. I mean, not loved because it sounded like a miserable, awful experience. But like, think if you were one of the guys who was fortunate enough to be in Yorktown the day they won the war, like that would literally you'd be you'd be one of the few who is present, in like a moment where the world did literally like turn on an axis. Like the crossing of the Delaware. Oh, the crossing of Delaware would have been really, really cool. Being in the boat with Washington. That was a, uh, like that was just a bunch of good fortune on their part. Like one yeah. thing after another, getting certain bits of news in time and certain things that the other army chose to do. I was like, oh. Was that was that is the crossing of the Delaware supposed to lead up to the Battle of Yorktown or is that no. like is the Delaware no, actually? The crossing of yeah. the Delaware was on Christmas Eve, and it was when the German. Uh, mercenaries, basically, that Britain had hired yeah. to bolster their forces, they got caught with their pants down because they'd been partying the day before, like, all day because it was Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so they are all drunk in their beds, and the the ice on the river just happened to be just broken up enough that they could have cr- that they got to cross. Wow. It, the, the crossing of the Delaware led to the Battle of Trenton. And that I forget what I mean. I'm assuming that that's the turning point, right? I my revolution. It was a history. significant uh, victory because of the fact that these German mercenaries have been kicking their asses up to that point. It was a. It was like a moral and or not moral a um a uh, what um, morale. morale. It was a big morale boost. That's what I was looking for. Not moral. It was a big morale boost and a big morale victory because it was like, hey, look, Washington and his tiny group just like destroyed all of these mercenaries that like these weren't expecting soldiers. them dude i like how how would you feel to be the like german slash prussian or the british commanders after like those two successive like battles and like your stomach just drops out of your grass and for the first time you're like oh fuck we might actually lose to these people <laughs> we might lose to this general that we trained so, so looking at the Wikipedia page for the Battle of Trenton, the U.S. Uh, apparently U.S. forces were more than the Hessen forces, but uh, for the casualties, only two people on the Americans died, and they died from exposure. Yeah. They froze oh, to death. They didn't geez. get shot or killed. Like, how many on the Hessians? Twenty-two. Oh shit! But, um, eighty-three wounded and eight to nine hundred captured. Uh, wait, how many captured? Eight to nine hundred out Holy of a total shit. of fifteen hundred. That's like literally over half. Like, yeah, they basically fuck. just captured the entire army. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. How great was war before? Like, someone could bitch out with an airstrike or some bullshit like that. Uh, it sucked Jeez. because you died of dysentery, or yeah. a horrendous knife wound to the stomach, or your that's feet also- rotting off because you didn't know I mean, to change your probably- socks. You're one of the two guys that died from exposure. <laughs> At least Ooh, they were gangrene. there. Could have gotten gangrene. Or dysentery. Starved to death. Or just fucking, you're, you get your head taken off by a cannonball. Yeah. Uh. No, war sucks no matter what. But if I had to pick one, I think I'd pick the uh, the Roman army. 
Yeah, I think I got to go with you, RJ, because the Roman army. It, oh. You don't want to be up on uh, Hadrian's Wall? No, I'm good. I, I'm like, good with druids. I will just like oh. protect protect that aqueduct, you know? Oh. <laughs> well, For the aqueduct. Isn't it isn't it weird that like the the par- the Parisian catacombs are like a Roman like invention? Isn't it weird that those catacombs are so wide and vast that they don't have them mapped and people like can hide movie theaters in them? Fucking terrifying. That's like, actually terrifying. Like, like, I, there's literally a story where some people were exploring the catacombs and they found this room that had like a full like the chairs uh, like not like bolted to the floor of it like clearly it was set up as a theater with a screen and projector and everything and they went back a little while later to try and find it again and it was cleared out completely empty and all that was left was a note that said do not look for us oh, they're being watched no i like i i don't know like i still think one of the most like one of the best short stories and one of the best horror stories i've ever heard is that one bit from um i've said it a bunch but from world war z oh where my it, god yeah yeah the accounts of like the the parisian forces that had to like sweep through the catacombs and like root out like every single zombie that was down there like half flooded too half flooded they had to be in like scuba gear like they could barely see it was like essential for them to be down there but it like limited their movement severely and like the goggles were like like scratched and clouded to shit so they're basically blind and they they couldn't have guns down there because there was like gas or something like that yeah they Um, don't want to set off explosions yeah so they literally had to have like harpoons or some like some bullshit like like air fired guns and stuff it's such a great horror set piece for that kind of story like i (laughs) would watch a movie I mean, I wouldn't be able to watch it because uh, yeah, I was about to I say. Mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I want something it. in the similar vein. There's as above, so below. Yeah, I, I was gonna say about that. I've actually seen that movie. Uh, like, I watched it with my friends back in college, but I, I, I think I was like, I was kind of coming in and out of it because I, I did not, not super big in a horror. Not gonna lie, I'm, I'm not so, very good with the fingers. Yeah, looking through the fingers. So I'm going to be a Roman. James is going to be Atlantean, question mark. Calvin, what are you going to pick? I be Roman. All right, good. Just making sure. You and I are together in the Roman army. Ah, for the glory. For the glory of Rome. Semper, uh, Ad Victorium? I don't remember. Sure. Ad Victorium is the Brotherhood of Steel, but it's Roman. Um, Close enough. Uh, what, is, what is the SPQR again? It's the um, Semper, like, Publica, something, something, like the... Like the oh people. yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what it means though. Have on there. It's something about the like Roman people or the their republic, their like Congress. S P Q R. S P Q R. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just <laughs> found the letters. Oh well. I thought it was like, yeah. Our next segment, Better Buddies recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. I'm gonna go first, cause I gotta get this okay. off my chest. Do it. So, I was talking to somebody today, and they noticed that I like Pokemon, and they said, hey, have you also, and we were talking about video games and stuff, they said, hey, have you, have you played Cookie Clicker? I said, yeah, I played Cookie Clicker. And they said, have you heard of Pokey Clicker? Uh-oh. Somebody made a Pokemon game on the web that is, instead of, like, fighting the normal Pokemon way, you click to defeat them. And then there's a chance to catch it, and you just keep 
clicking and it like auto like the the more pokemon you catch and the stronger you get them the more damage you just auto do and you like quote unquote play through the game clicking through and defeating pokemon and defeating gym leaders is that uh i'm assuming it must be kind of like addictive and fun yeah no i hate it that's why i'm recommending it well i don't know maybe you're a <laughs> or just a sadist and a masochist it's well we cool. knew that a sadist, RJ, means that you enjoy watching other people suffer. A masochist means you enjoy yourself suffering. I can be both. Yeah, I was going to say, can't you be a sadomasochist? You can, yeah, you absolutely can. Yeah, James, don't limit me. Don't put caps <sighs> on my potential. I would never even dream, RJ. But yeah, but yeah, uh, that's my new current click, click like click game obsession for the moment. That I'll probably be done with in like three days. But yeah, that's my recommendation. <laughs> Yeah. It's only got the Kanto region and the first hundred and fifty first, but you know that's a thing. I I know exactly what I'm going to recommend this week. Do you? Do you? Do you, do you really? Do you? I do. Do you? Let's hear it. Um, so I'm going to recommend the James Bond film No Time to Die. Really? Uh, Ooh, I am. Is that when the new saw one? This, It is the new one. I went and saw this movie over the weekend. Um, it was my first time, what like my first time being in a movie theater in probably close to two years. Um, so the, definitely, this is definitely colored. Like I'm sure, like the magic of the movies uh, has definitely colored my opinion of this. But I, I've only seen three James Bond films other than No Time to Die. Um, I've seen the first. I've seen Doctor No. I've seen Skyfall and I've seen Spectre. Um, <clears throat> you need to educate yourself, yeah. sir. Seriously, no. you've only watched like Daniel Craig. No, I've uh, seen Doctor No. I've seen Doctor No. Who's Doctor No again? This first one with uh, Sean Connery. Right. Sean Connery. So you got one so, under your belt. I do, um, but I, even from my limited knowledge, um, I absolutely loved this movie. Um, like absolutely. Um, it's a little over, I believe two and a half hours long. It's maybe, maybe it's closer to two forty-five. Um, I barely felt the length. I was engaged wow. practically the whole time. There are parts that dip and slow. Um, I was so invested, uh, in walking on. I thought the action set pieces were fantastic. Um, Overall, I was just sitting in the movie theater and like, it was just so cool one um, to kind of sit in this really big, nice theater and see like the James Bond, like theme come on and like, oh, fuck, like, it's actually happening. Like, you know, I because I, I didn't have high expectations for this movie at all. I, I'd seen other Daniel Craig movies. I'm not like by any means like a Bond fan. But um, even like when the when the theme did come on, I was like, I'm kind of excited and then as the movie progressed and went on i was like wow this it's to me it felt like exactly how like a modern blockbuster should feel i was like this is all i could say afterwards was what a film like i absolutely loved it um i am sure uh that my opinion will possibly be subject to change when i rewatch it but I would absolutely, without a doubt, I'm giving this almost a once upon a time in Hollywood level recommendation. Go see this movie in theaters. Do not just wait for it to come out. Like, obviously, that's not an imperative. You can do whatever you want. 
go see this movie in theaters if you have the chance. I think you absolutely should. This is one of those where you you got to sit with your butt in that seat and you got to watch it on the big screen because I just I loved almost every minute of it. This is the so, same movie that Daniel Craig has come out and said was a shit show to film. This is yeah, which is surprising because I know how much trouble in production through i know that it went through rewrites and reshoots and i know that like pandemic he, filming conditions yeah he said like oh like i didn't you know i didn't really want to do this but like we gotta send the character off somehow basically to his credit um the guy gives a fantastic performance like he's not just like a stoic bond like kind of he has been in some of the other craig films like he is emoting and expressing and his character is going through some emotional changes and he really as an actor like teeth into that and the the like this is one of the first times where i've seen kind of like an action movie character where i felt like wow this feels like a fully a near fully realized person like within the context of this kind of like corny um kind of you know 60 year old framework like it, it hit me way harder than I thought it was going to. So I absolutely love the movie. Um, I can't talk enough about it. I would say, again, go see this in theaters. Um, please. That's my recommendation. Uh, better or worse than Moonraker? Never seen Moonraker. Can't say. You should. <laughs> out, of, out, of, uh, out of the two, out of... The three James Bond movies I have seen, I will absolutely say this is my favorite. Like, and I would be surprised if I could find another one that would like dislodge it. Goldfinger. Does it have as many gold space jumpsuits as uh, Moonraker? Or Moonraker? <laughs> you know, unfortunately, it does not. Uh, it doesn't have the any, Space Marines. Any space death lasers? No. Uh, any but, Mongo giant man no, with Mongo. metal teeth? No, That's Jaws. Jaws. Yeah, well, I couldn't remember Jaws's name, so I called him Mongo after the uh, dude Mongo. in um, Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's my wreck. Go see it when you can. Nice. Uh, and is, do they go to Venice? No, but they do uh, spend the first part of the movie in this kind of like uh, Italian, like little. So Ava Green is still trapped in that canal. Something like that. Well, she's bones now. She was eaten by the fish. Oh. oh. She didn't just like have an air tube she was breathing out of. Definitely not. <laughs> well, you never know, you know. You never Maybe know. Maybe she escaped later, like after he left. After she purposely inhaled all of the water that she could. Yeah, yeah, that's a key survival technique, Calvin. Just know that. I thought oh, you were. Oh, I see. Yeah, come on. Oh, it's like how in Archer, where he has to inhale all the water so it saturates his lungs, so that they can freeze him, and then they can re resuscitate him when they get to the submarine. Exactly. Now you're getting. See. It. Uh. All right. Yeah. No time to die. Calvin, what do you got? That's a good question. Which needs what? a good answer, doesn't it? Do I have James? Do you want do we want to do we want do we want to place bets on what what Calvin's gonna have? What do you think Calvin's gonna have? I'm better. I, uh, I um. Hmm. What's your bet, James? Fuck, dude, I have no clue. Calvin, uh, can we... I got something. Uh, 
It's um, I changed my mind. I don't want to do it. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll go with this. Um, I've been rewatching it lately, called uh, Ancient Magus Bride, and uh, yeah, it's a fun kind of slice of life film about this uh girl who's like had a very rough life because she can like see uh like spirits and stuff and she doesn't kind of know what's going on but then um so they kind of like freak her out and people like uh, like tease her and think she's weird and stuff in school and then like her mom commits suicide in front of her and uh yeah then then the rest of her family is like i don't want to deal with her she's a problem she's just like effort um so she's like abandoned by everyone yeah um just checking so she's like abandoned by like everyone so she's like i you know what i'm done so she um sells herself in an auction to magical people that's a sentence you need to make sure you find a good place to stop (laughs) (laughs) uh but i i'm i was always confused so she like signed and this is all in the very first like the very first scenes is like her signing a contract that she's willing to like sell herself essentially into slavery. But I was always confused because she doesn't get the money. What? Who got the money? The people that sell her. Wait, what? Yeah, right? But she sold herself. Yeah, she just donates herself to the auctioneers to sell her. How old is this person? 15? Oh, so they're stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, and basically this uh monster kind of guy um who's a mage uh buys her and uh makes her his apprentice. And what can she do again? She's magic. She's right, like, like this special she's this special type of person called a sleigh baggy. Um and they're apparently full of magic and super rare. Mm-hmm. So he wanted her so that he could like have an apprentice. And it's about her kind of finding a place where people actually accept her. And like she actually finally gets a home and then like stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Um, I posted that clip in our group chat of like they go to this place for her to get her equipment and the mage who's she's now apprenticed to is like uh introducing her to his friend who's gonna get the who like makes magical equipment and his friend is like hey what do you mean you bought her did he do anything like weird to you and she's just like anything weird and she just pauses and the mage is like hey Hey, hey, you need to answer quicker. <laughs> Is that what that was? Okay. Yeah, because it opens with like, what do you mean anything shady? The money I bought her with was completely clean. Good. Now, it's funny. It's got some kind of action scenes. It's got some like kind of more suspenseful tense scenes, action scenes. Um, but, but it's yeah, not slice I, I don't of know. life. It is slice of life because the tension scenes are somewhat rare. It's majority slice of life. It's just oh, a okay. slice of a. It's a slice of a life full of tension. Um, oh, yes, <laughs> like James Bond. 
Hey, just like <laughs> everything's a slice of life if you really think about it. Um, you, he's yeah, got a point. I would recommend it. The music is the music is really good as well, and I like the visuals. So yeah, Ancient Magus Bride. Ancient Magus Bride. It might be on Netflix. What I don't studio, know. It's, what studio is it by? I Could don't you? know. So Ancient you reminded Magus me, Calvin. Bride coming back to Netflix. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. It's Both. coming in like a week or two, but I, I watch it on Hulu. Yeah, well, I haven't seen it in like four years. Well, that sucks for you. Yeah, I'm excited to be able to watch it again. You haven't watched that piece of art, RJ? Are you kidding? Oh, wait, no, you have actually. I've seen it before. Uh, I just said I hadn't seen it in four years. You've seen it all the way through? Yeah. I have not, actually. I've, My God. I have like four episodes left. I've got I've, better. I've oh, watched... like and Calvin, you heard you're here first. I watched like two episodes last night. I'm going to finish it this week, probably. Um, but James, it was Studio Wit that, or Wit Studio, I, I've always heard it's Studio Wit, that did uh, Ancient Magnus Bride, which apparently did Attack on Titan for a majority of it until this last season. Also did Seraph of the End, which we watched, James. Oh, no way. Hmm. Yeah. I guess they did Seraph of the End. I like Seraph of the End. Yes, apparently... Seraph of the end of the end has a primarily female audience. I learned. Really? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm surprised by that. I didn't know that. This it's, makes sense I mean, to me as someone who hasn't seen it and don't, doesn't know what it's about. It's two like cute adolescent anime boys who are like vampires, and they have like. Oh, uh, you know what? I see it now. Yeah, yeah. Calvin. I was, I was literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally, it's like Calvin. What the hell do you mean? You don't understand how it's a primarily female audience. I yeah. look for the action in the anime style. <laughs> and I watch it for the action, god damn it. I watch it for the plot, darn it. <laughs> Those fangs. Those plot women devices. making everything dirty with their dirty minds. I'm sick of it. They're like poisoning it. my pure anime. <laughs> they leave us alone. Just pure plot everywhere. Why can't they give us just this one thing? Just this one thing, this one time. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Good. <laughs> Damn. Man, <not laughs> recommendations, everybody. Yeah, good work. Pat's on the back good all job. around. Oh, yeah. Especially as I was you. coming into today going, ah, shit, I didn't watch the movie I wanted to yet. What movie? Casablanca. Oh, I need to see that movie, too. I picked it up on DVD, like, two weeks ago. And oh, it's boy. been sitting in my drawer, and I keep meaning to watch it. haven't watched it yet. So, like, that was gonna be my recommendation once I watched it, and I was going to watch it this past weekend, and I didn't. And I was like, alright, I'm going to watch it Sunday. And I didn't. And I was like, alright, I'm going to watch Dang it Monday. It. And I didn't. <laughs> I know I know that feeling for sure. Humphrey Bogart. I also have the uh, the final movie in the Christian Bale Batman trilogy to watch, because I haven't seen that yet. Oh, you haven't seen uh, Dark Knight uh, Rises? Nope. Damn, that's actually my favorite one. Yeah, haven't seen that either. So because uh, you're a nerd, that's why that. you gotta. Do I have to, James? Yes, you're required. Window. You're gonna die if you don't. Oh well, I lived a good life. Carry on the podcast to its uh to its end point. That's the thought. Calvin knows what to do in the case of my untimely demise. Really? Yeah, technically. If you remember it, it's I don't know, but to me. you do know. You gotta make sure the secret okay. message gets out there. 
Oh, you oh. know. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. I actually do now remember. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it suddenly came to me. <laughs> yes. I will carry find on your clues, legacy. James. You'll know that Calvin was my murderer if you can find the clues. Oh, my God. I'll do my best, RJ. You're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James, I appreciate the effort. Uh, uh, frankly, you might as well just stop bother. Wow, that was harsh. Well, now I, I gotta... I don't have enough faith I'll... in your detective skills. RJ, that's fine, because I probably wasn't going to try... A detective hard. is not one of them. I wasn't going to try that hard anyway. I was just saying that to make you feel better. But... <laughs> James, don't worry. Here's the secret. If you kill him, you'll know who killed him. Oh, that's actually a really good idea. Never mind, RJ. That'd be a fantastic like, short story, though. The murderer was me. <laughs> All along. <laughs> you just get like a Hercule Poirot type character who's like super obsessive and super Sherlock Holmes detailed or whatever. And he goes through the entire story, like picking out the details and like interviewing the suspects. But obviously anybody could have done it. So he gathers everybody up in the parlor room to reveal who the murderer is. And he's got his back to everybody, and he's standing in front of the fireplace, and he turns around, and he says, The murderer is someone in this room. Because it's me. And they're like, oh my god. Well, thanks. You saved us a lot of time. I am the greatest detective ever. I have solved every case. They were all me. <laughs> Brilliant. Our next segment, How to Be a Better Buddy, where we give some real and some serious advice. And our first question this week's kind of a heavy one, guys. Just just be forewarned, it's a little heavy. What's an unfortunate truth every man has to accept at some point? At some point. Um, um. I'm going to say this because I think it's definitively true for every man, no matter what. You're never going to get that football career back. That's what, what you that? think. <laughs> that could have been great. I could have gone all the way. Um... I would have to say, what is an unfortunate truth every man has to accept at some point? Um, you can never go home again. I would say... You keep saying that you're gonna say, and then you don't say much of anything. That's I'm, the last, that's the, the truth you have to accept. You'll never say anything. There is no answer. Yeah, I, I, fury I'm, signifying nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, like... I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. I'm trying James, to be eloquent. Have you just not accepted any of the dark truths you know you have to yet? Oh, there's I haven't. I, I there's. <laughs> I'm totally oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> He's like running people over with his. <laughs> <laughs> this is okay. <laughs> Life is beautiful. <laughs> it's only a crime if you get caught. <laughs> No, it's only a crime if you recognize it's a crime, RJ. It doesn't even matter if you get caught. How can they charge a man who doesn't even uh, recognize it's a crime? Fair. A lot of white-collar criminals. No court on earth can judge me. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's why uh, lawyers exist. I would say... Hmm. That's the third time you've said I would say. I know, it's tough. Um... You're going to lose more than, like, you think you will. Oof. Yeah. Is something I would say. Like, there's a lot that's going to go away. Um, and it's something that's going to happen, like, regardless of, like, 
what you do or who you are, but it's not, you know, not to be hokey. It's not that loss that defines you. It really is, you know, how you like move forward from it. Cause it's never going to stop. You're always going to end up, you're going to keep losing. Um, oh, see, but that, that was, uh, I took that the other way in terms of like win or lose, like you're going to lose more than you think you will. Like when it comes down to tallying up the wins and the losses, the losses are going to be bigger than you think they should be. Yeah. I, I guess I mean, in the sense of like losing isn't actually like, lo- like as in not, uh, not just like losing a possession, but things fall away. People leave, yeah. you leave, you know, like you lose your favorite things, you know, I don't know, like things go away. And um, there's nothing you can do about it. Absolutely nothing. It's just the way life moves. Um, but that's not like all there is to life. So the important thing about it really is is like recognizing the loss, um, not feeling like you have to be like a quote unquote, like a big strong man about and like actually feeling the presence of that loss and then walking through your life like having acknowledged it and going into the next day. Um, not moving through it in the sense of like repressing it or forgetting it, but just accepting what it meant and just kind of, you just kind of keep going. Um, that would, I say is a pretty unfortunate or hard truth, but it's one that does make life at times very much worth living in my opinion. So what about you, Calvin? Do you have any answers you want to put forward? Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, I got to be fair. Oh, okay. if, if if you want. No, that's uh, I I don't know. Um, th- it brought to mind honestly. Uh, the your question, this quote from Dune. I don't fully know why it brought it to mind, but um, and I don't actually fully know that I understand it. <laughs> But the the quote is always kind of like stuck with me for some reason. Um, and it's uh, I don't know if you'll remember this line, RJ, but it's um, Paul and he's referencing his dad because I think he just came from a meeting with his um, with his father. And like he sees his father like super tired and weary from like dealing with like everything that's going on. And the line is, um, there's probably no more terrible instant of enlightenment than the one in which you discover your father is a man with human flesh. Oh, yeah. That's really good. That's really And I think that is, I kind of agree with it, because it's like, and I mean, this, I would argue you could substitute in mother, but if we stick to the quote as it's written, um... I would say, yeah, because, like, growing up, you see your dad kind of, like, as this just, like, literal superhuman. Well, most people, I guess I shouldn't say, like, but, like, in even if it's not your actual dad, you have some sort of father figure or someone that you grew up looking at that is, like, this superhuman thing. But then you see them as another human is, like, oh, my God, the, everything's a lie. Yeah, I'll be honest. I personally have not actually accepted that truth yet. Like my, uh, like I, like I know logically that it's true, but Do you though? The, the little kid, your father's me, a magician. Well, <clears throat> the little kid in me like 
whenever my dad does get emotional, I, I don't try and, like, run away, but there's that little kid part of me that's just like, mm, yep, gonna just close this down, because that's dad. Dad is immovable rock that never wavers. Dad is dad. We can't, we can't <laughs> accept that fact. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think to be fair, though, RJ, like, that's something, like, no matter how, like, mature or, like, you know, whatever, grown up, whatever word you want to use, you are, like, no matter how old you get, like, I mean, seeing a parent cry is, I mean, that's difficult regardless. Because no matter what, like, I do, I really like that quote. Like, I think that's really good. They'll always be your parent, even if they're no longer your, like, mother or father in, you know, that kind of, like, little kid title. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's difficult to see that person, like, weary and to see the times where they cry. I think it's just, it's tough to see someone you're close to friend family whoever like cry in general um so i think those feelings are you know um not like ill-earned that you're kind of expressing i mean i think that makes sense um again it depends on what you do with them that matters um but yes that's what i would drop i'm gonna drop one more truth bomb on all of y'all yes sir it is an unfortunate truth that every man must accept he will never, ever actually fly the Millennium Falcon through the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. That. I'm sorry, Calvin. I mean, it's I... never going to happen. That. Kessel is imaginary. <laughs> Even if they Calvin build a is... spaceship that is the Millennium Falcon, Kessel doesn't exist. Calvin is... I'll make it exist. Calvin is no longer oblivious. You've truly red-pilled him. This is the moment where he sees the Matrix for what it is. <laughs> The the scales have fallen from my eyes. I am no longer a blind man. This is my Plato's uh, coming out of the cave moment. Actually, (laughs) that is kind of sad to think that, like, you'll never do something like, you'll probably never do something that cool. Somebody eventually will be a space pirate. So I can't say we'll never do that. But. That's also. But. But. Yeah. 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 What's your comeback, Calvin? Yeah, bud. You doing all right there? I think Calvin shut down. <laughs> oh, I think Calvin might have died. Did oh you not God. see that? No, did you, oh. can you not hear me? Hello? No. Hi, oh, yeah. you, no, you're here Hello? now. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was actually responding to everything, and, it, and I was just like, I, why are you ignoring me? <laughs> Dude, he self-actualized so hard, he disappeared from reality for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Cal. Because you were, because you were like, oh, I think Kelvin. And I was like, what do you mean? I've been talking right now. (laughs) Big step forward in personal growth. Yeah. Uh, But no, I my retort was, uh, but Kirk finally made it to space. So, are you Kirk? I can be. Hey, there's no reason he can't. You know, I mean, fuck, Kirk came from Iowa, and if a guy from Iowa can make it to space, like Calvin sure as hell can. No, I meant Shatner. Did you see that today? Yeah. Wait, what? Dude, they, you didn't they, hear about the that? Bezos no. shot Bezos shot Shatner into space. Oh, Bezos office. shot the shot. <laughs> Hilarious. I, I had no clue. I'm so sorry. I had no clue. Yeah, no. Will, Will Shatner up in space. Yeah. Good for Old him, Billy Shat. I thought he would be like too old. Like I thought that guy was also made. the oldest like, person not... to have ever been in space now. Yeah. Like, he's freaking old, dude. He's Jesus. 90 years old. Holy shit, really? Yeah. I thought he was yeah, 70. No, no, he's 90. 
Damn. Yeah, he's he's an old dude. I thought he just wouldn't like survive the uh, the actual like transition like into. <laughs> he wouldn't like, survive he... reentry. <laughs> yeah, like I thought he would just like I don't know he'd fucking die. Um, I mean, good good for him, dude. Like really good for him. Yeah, good for him yeah. on setting the record on oldest person in space and not making it beatable until we have space habitats. Oh, perfect. Like, couldn't give us some increments in between there, could you? <laughs> Well, yeah. Our next question this week. As a man, how often do you feel necessary to take a shower? And I feel like... Kelvin, I feel like, is good. I feel like I'm about to learn something I didn't want to know from James. I actually take a shower every day, basically. Oh, thank God. Yeah, you shower every day? Yes. I do. The thing, Not every week? No, that would conserve water and help preserve oils. The thing I don't do every day is I do not do, um, I do not shampoo my hair every day. No, you shouldn't shampoo your hair every day. I'm stuck in that rut where if I don't, my head gets so goddamn itchy. All you gotta do, dude, is power through it for like a week or two, and then, like, you'll never have to do it again. I'm going to make my scalp bleed. Get, uh, get, get, uh, like, hair oil. Or is your hair naturally super oily? Naturally super oily, which is part of the oh, problem. Oh, well, then you're going to die. Um, I got nothing for you. Yeah. Uh, or I can just keep shampooing my hair. You're damaging it. Yeah, I don't need you're it. You're damaging it. Look, in like 20 years, it's I'm going to have a bald spot, so I'll have to shave anyways. Goals. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't wash your hair more often, considering how long it is, Calvin. <laughs> That's why I can't wash my hair. I I, I can't shampoo because I'm trying to take care of it. Fair enough. You should do it only a couple every like a couple days. Yep, I do it like in between like every other day and every, about every two days. If I do, if I go any longer than two, like two is kind of pushing it. It'll start to get a little like greasy ish. But usually yes, between you- and two. My hair, I my hair doesn't actually get that oily if I don't shampoo it. I'll I'll wash it. I'll I'll put I'll I'll like get it wet and all that stuff. But I don't I don't necessarily shampoo it all that often because my hair doesn't actually get that oily. I've actually been looking at getting hair oil to put in my hair to try and get it to take get better. Long hair sucks. I have to do things now. Yeah. I know. It's not, I, but hey, you know, when you get like a good hair day, oh, it's so worth it. Oh, it's so worth it. It really is. Uh, yeah, so uh, it sounds like the consensus is shower to clean your body like once a day at least. Yeah. And yes. hair every other-ish. Yeah, you should still use like body wash, like different than... Well, there are some the there are some freaks out there that think they can go like weeks and months without showering. So, yeah, I mean, dirty I do that. If you want to do that, I mean, I guess like people, you know, most people throughout human history did not shower like even probably close to like every week, but they did something. They at least took a bath in a river or something. So it's mm. like I don't know. Try something. I mean, there's a reason card tournaments have cleanliness regulations <laughs> people are the cleanest people on earth RJ why would they do that mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. I don't like that answer <laughs> our next question men what makes a best man speech great with the further details I have a wedding in a few weeks and I was lucky enough to be selected as best man 
I'm normally a pretty decent writer, but I'm lost on where to start. Should it focus on him, or past relationship, or the relationship between him and now his now wife? It's a family member, if it matters. Thank you for your time. Out his dark secrets. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, like, start with, it was a uh, dark and stormy night. Here I have the Epstein flight logs, and oh my <sighs> god, is this your name? <laughs> 34 times! What? Ooh. Classic. You have a stack of note cards, and they're very visible. It's such a big stack of note cards. Everyone can see it, even at the back of this dining room that's like the size of a gymnasium. And you hold it up to make it so obvious that you're reading off this note card. And the first line says, You know, me and the groom go way back, dot dot dot. And then you throw the cards away and make it up on the spot. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was going to say it'd be a really funny bit if you, like, had a huge stack of note cards. You were, like, really sweaty. Like, you looked, like, really nervous. And, like, you and get, that's like, when the jazz words. symphony starts. You get, like, you get, like, two words into the speech. And then you just, like, you have, like, convulsive diarrhea. And you, oh, like, no. collapse to the floor. That's the and you just, like, way to ruin a wedding. You're, like, sweating. You're shitting. And then you start, like, vomiting for no reason. You're, like, curled up in the fetal position. You're spinning like a top. And then, like, you tell, like, people don't know whether to help you or not. And then you get up. And then you're, like, then you're, like, he's a great guy. And then you just, st- you, you like, do your speech like nothing happened. I think Take that would be really note cards. All right, so note point notes to self: never make James my best man. Yeah, James, you're out. I would, dude. Even if you don't make me the best man, I will poison his meal. I'll make I, sure. <laughs> I don't think you understand how long my list of options is, James. Oh my god! Well, um, yeah. so you go back to the note cards. Got the stack of note cards, but instead of just like throwing them away, you drop them on accident and make it like try and pick them all up so they're shuffled out of order. And you start reading pickup lines and say, oh, wait, sorry, this is, these ones are for later. <laughs> I would say, I mean, like, in all seriousness, like, honestly, what he listed off, like, what should it focus on? Like, should it focus on him, our past relationship, the relationship between him and his now? Like, those are, do, like, an arc, do a trajectory. Like, start out with, like... Uh, your relationship then focus it on him and then like him and his wife and then like what you know you like well wishing them like I think that's usually the general trajectory those things seem to take because they cover like most of those bases worst case scenario if you have to cut something just because like you can't do anything uh, cut talking about him and his wife beyond like congratulations you're very lucky to have him and just yeah. talk the arc of like I met this guy way back here in the clean version of how we met in case it's like a college roommate. Um, and, you know, he, we we were there for each other in this time and this time. And he's he never shuts up about how happy he is with you. So uh, you're very lucky to have him. There you go. Done and done. Yeah. I mean. And then you get out the pre- gallon jug of get, like the, the Gatorade <laughs> pitcher on the football field and you dump it on him. No, you don't dump it at him. You just throw the whole gallon at him. Oh. <laughs> Throw the huge gallon tub. That would be kind of funny. No, I would. I, I would say I'd agree with that. Like piggybacking off that. Like, really, what makes it good is just like an honest. Like, just be honest. Like, or lie. Just, or lie. There's enough strangers there. They're not gonna know. 
also know when to make a joke and know when not to like know what jokes you have that are funny and know what ones aren't because yeah 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 when a first man speech or a best man speech is funny it's awesome when it's not it's the most embarrassing thing for everybody yeah avoid the stories that embarrass the best embarrass the groom the bride or anybody else in the wedding party yeah, you can, like, make little jokes and, like, ribs and references, but, like, just really know, like, that's one where you really got to know the room. Like, mm-hmm. sure. that's even, like, you might even get there the day of and realize, like, oh, shit, I should probably, like, cut some of this stuff. You know, like, the opposite could happen, too, but just self Read the room. Read the room. Uh, our next question when working out, do you listen to podcast music or nothing at all, and why? You should be listening to podcasts, specifically this one. Hey, uh, I cannot work out to a podcast. I that can't work out just, to anything. I don't. But... I have to listen to music. It has to be music or nothing. Honestly, I'm okay. I'd I'd prefer to listen to nothing over to listening to a podcast while working out. I run to nothing. I will lift to either music, a podcast, or nothing at all. So it really depends kind of on my mood. Oh, I absolutely run to podcasts. For a while I ran to music, but I found that I my pace would match the song. Yeah. That's why you choose fast music. <laughs> That's why yeah. I chose podcasts, because there was nothing to match. The, bi- the biggest thing I've found, like, a problem with, like, working out to some of those songs is, like, because I would like to listen to them. Like, I wouldn't have a workout playlist and then my regular playlist. Like, I would just have my regular playlist because a lot of the songs are, like, relatively, like, up-tempo and stuff. But I also find, like, when I started to do that, I started, like, traumatize, quote-unquote, myself because, like, I I would begin to associate those songs with, uh, like, yeah. the physical exertion of working out and for whatever reason it would like really stress me out so like when you set a song as your alarm and then you hear that song and you just have an internal panic attack yeah you can't and like like there's a song i used to wake up my alarm uh, my freshman year college used to be jefferson airplanes uh somebody to love and uh i felt really bad for my roommate because most of the time i I wouldn't wake up to it it would be playing for like 10 minutes um (laughs) Yeah, not good. Uh, not Traumatized very good. your roommate. I, I, I kind of did. He never wanted to hear that song ever again for obvious reasons. But like, I still listen to that song now. But it, de- it definitely took me a couple years to like go back to it. And there's still kind of a little scar from when it used to wake me up. So, yeah, I, I have that when at the summer camp I worked at, my tent mate had like a ringtone kind of thing that was like his alarm. And to this day, I still know what it is. It, like how it went it was like this like, really annoying like cheery it was like do 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 good morning do 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 it just like did that on loop and yeah that haunts my dreams still uh and like my like then he tensed with someone else like another summer and like we were both talking about it and we were both like yeah that just like haunts our dreams. And he heard he's like, What are you guys talking about? And he didn't realize how much it was like affecting everyone around him. <laughs> God damn. Like you kind of feel bad for the guy, but at the same time, dude, you were definitely being programmed by the USSR for like sleep rate. Like someone is Probably. gonna play- I don't think I thought about that ringtone in like six years, but I still yeah. know it. Someone's gonna play it, you're gonna kill a senator. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm just gonna activate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yes, perfect. Are you an MK Ultra victim, James? It's not uh, a victim if you volunteered. Some would say that there could be poison in my system, but I'm not entirely sure. God, it's such a good song. A great song. Great artist. His first song. Well, I don't that know. One, that, one, <laughs> that one song is amazing, <laughs> quite <laughs> frankly. Maybe one of the best. <laughs> Our next question. Can you find someone attractive but not be attracted to them? Why or why not? Yeah, I feel like you can find someone objectively attractive, but not yeah. be physically attracted yourself. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree to that. And I think part of it is because it's the difference between like quote unquote conventional beauty standards and what it is you find attractive. There's going to be some oh, overlap. Yeah. There's going to be some not. And the conventional beauty standards are wide, pretty wide at this point. So like, basically everything falls under it now. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. Like, no, because I mean, you see a lot of um, like one of the best or like most cliched examples as well is like just um, like supermodels, and I don't even mean like the famous ones where you know the names of them. I mean just like the like Victoria's Secret lineup. Like, it's not like obviously they're like beautiful women, but there's something in my like caveman lizard brain that goes like not for you, and I'm just like okay, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) like. You see them and they look like they literally look like otherworldly and it's like I don't even know like it's not like I'm not I'm human like, anymore. Pass. It's like I'm not like blown it, like you're beautiful, but it, it's not like I'm not like drooling over you and I'm not like wringing my hands like how would I talk to her? It's like I'm looking at a person like that. I'm like what would it, what, what, what would we fucking talk about? Like what am I going to like I, I don't know. Like I what, you know, that's just one of those things where it's like yeah, you know she's beautiful. Like I don't know if I'd ever, you know, like at that point, they might have all just used a mannequin. No, it's not even like they're empty or anything. It's just like that life experience is so different that oh, like I didn't mean like empty. I mean like so foreign. Like oh yeah, yeah, very very distant from you. And those those uh, boundaries and borders can be absolutely traversed uh, by the intrepid and the faithful. But um, good and, luck. Like, just, yeah, just as a basic example, because it's not even like setting them on a pedestal. It's just like, wow, like that's just a very different person from who I am. And like, I find them objectively attractive, but I honestly don't even know, like, I do anything. Like, I don't know. I'd have to see one of them in real life. I guess it's obviously just different seeing photos. I think it'd be fun to sit down with like a random Victoria's Secret model for like, like an hour cough and just have a conversation like not a date just like sitting and talking yeah i would I bet really you love no well like i'd love to hear <laughs> like i'd love to hear like hear her opinion like about like like what's it like like what's it like just being well, like because i'm not an interview no but i mean like sitting down and like asking her a question like what's it like yeah, literally like, like interviews yeah what's it like being that attractive like what is it like because it's like I'm not a male model. Like I, I don't know. Guarantee ma- someone has done this as an interview. Probably, but they probably ask in like a really lame. Like, what's it like to be a Victoria's Secret model? They don't actually ask. Like, hey, like have you ever thought like how you're one of like zero 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 point one percent of people? Like, you're almost like you're so like you look so good. Like so few people do that. It's almost proof of like divine intervention like have you ever considered that possibility yes objectify the women james not objectify (laughs) it's like you could say the same thing about like somebody who's massively intelligent or like very artistically gifted it's like being moat 
or you. No one there, else RJ, is me. RJ, there's something you do better than, you know, you are in a, a 0.0001% class of your own. There's only three others of me and two of them are dead. <laughs> only one remains. <laughs> I consume their essences. I am. I'm the triumvirate. You must do. There can only I've be. I absorbed two of the clones. I am. I'm the godhead. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's pretty cool. Our last question this week. What do you think about Darth Vader? Like, why do so many men look up to him as a role model? Are we People talking about look up to him as a role model? Yeah, that's my question. Is who the hell looks up to Darth Vader as a role model, except in killing well, children? What well, are are we talking about Darth Vader and just the OT? Or are we talking about Darth Vader with Anakin Skywalker? I don't think it matters. Darth you know, Vader killed Anakin Skywalker. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> killed him. Um. <laughs> uh. I mean. Darth, yeah, Darth Vader's got a cool look that, like, it's fun to be like, oh, he's so cool, he looks so cool, and it's so cool when he shows up on the Tainted Four and is, like, busting through the door and, like, choking rebels with the Force, because he's just, like, cutting through them like they're, like, blades of grass, because it's a cool cinematic scene, but it's not like, oh, man, I wish I could walk around with breathing issues in a dark cloak that's super heavy. <laughs> that's how I spend most of my days, but, you know, fair <laughs> <laughs> no i i agree like i guess like maybe what some people are getting at is the 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 that like vader's story is ultimately like a tragic one that actually ends like in non-tragedy like in he redemption? does yeah like he learns to change like he's still he is proof at least within that universe and story that there is good in people like ultimately like luke is proven right and even like until Yoda proved and, him wrong. Well, wait, are you talking way when? How they proved wrong? Tries to kill his nephew. Oh yeah, yeah, but like that wasn't like that was Luke. Not I mean, one they did it just to give Luke shitty character development. Yeah, I don't know if I really count that Luke as like part of the actual like we'll call the main like uh, sextology of of Star Wars, like the first you know six movies. Like you know, that's the that is the one of the more like redeeming elements uh, quite literally of like return of the jedi is like vader vader scene being done relatively well and you know, like there being hope like it ends on an incredibly hopeful you know no um i think that like you don't obviously you know admire him for his like genocidal rage or uh i mean maybe you do i, I, you know, I guess more power to you like see how well that goes but I do want I to bring know. up, since we're talking about him, and I can never not bring this up when talking about Darth Vader, is in the last, like, ten years, Marvel has been doing Darth Vader comics, right? Yeah. And one of the best scenes is he's on this planet, and there are a bunch of rebels have him surrounded, and they tell him, like, we've got you surrounded, there's no way out of this, you're dead. And he stands there, he looks around, and he's like, all I'm surrounded by is fear, and he sticks his arm out and ignites his lightsaber, and dead men. It's See, very- that is the one thing, too. He's very confident. Like, he's, uh... One might say arrogant. One might say arrogant. Like, I do... You just did. That is one of the, um... That is one of the funniest scenes to me. No, it's not supposed to be funny, but it's so, like, hammy that I always, like, laugh. I I quote it quite a bit. That bit from Revenge of the Sith, where uh, 
like Obi-Wan is like really like like he's really pouring his heart out as like Anakin is like burning on the side of like the 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 like lake of lava or whatever. He's like, I loved you, Anakin. I loved you like a brother. And Anakin's just like, I hate you. Yeah, I hate I'm you. I'm 19 and I have anger issues. Raw. Okay, oh but like <laughs> in Rogue One, when Krennic shows up at the at Darth Vader's palace and Darth Vader oh, like chokes him out for a bit and says don't choke yeah. on your aspirations don't choke on your aspirations director credit oh, I see what you did there kind of a kind of a play on words <laughs> <laughs> pretty good <laughs> what yeah good old Darth you can't really beat you'll never beat the corny Darth from the original Star Wars that big Scottish lunk just tromping around with snow boots. I do love Lifted. the uh, the new context that Rogue One gave to the opening scene of Episode Four, where Darth Vader shows up, cuts through all the troopers, and the pilot, the captain of the ship's like, "We're on a diplomatic mission from a planet halfway across the galaxy." And Vader's yeah, just that's like, a good point. Me? He literally <laughs> just killed right everyone. <laughs> you really think I'm that stupid? <laughs> also, you go from the Vader that does all that stuff of, like, just wiping through everyone to a Vader who just kind of walks in and is just like, her plants. <laughs> I'm going to throw this man against a wall. Yeah, and they're like, wow, watch out, guys. He's really strong. He picked that one guy up and they threw him about two feet. <laughs> like, no, that's a, that is a really good. That's, that's what's so fun, though, about the original movie is, like, it is, like, it really feels like a bunch of kids playing like space opera, like with how kind of, you know, quite the, the effects have gotten and quite a few of them still hold up, obviously. But I mean, I love the, the little bit where uh, Luke and Leia across and Leia gives him like a kiss, like on the cheek. Yeah. You know, and she says, fuck, apparently like Lucas wanted to cut it, but his wife convinced him to leave it in. The savior of star Wars. George Lucas's wife. So I've been told. Did you see what she did? Wait, did I ever talk about this? What she yeah. said about the, the pre. Oh, the, wait, no, I don't think we did talk about that because she totally yeah. shit all over Kathleen Kennedy and JJ Abrams. She really did not like them. <laughs> I thought it was so. <laughs> I'm just imagining her as this old woman in a rocking chair, just like talking about like sequel trilogy. That sucks. <laughs> what, okay. what are those people doing? <laughs> see, I'm picturing she like sat there and watched through all three in a row. And then just called her like college aged assistant. And was like, get the typewriter. I'm you're, I'm dictating a message. I have a review, <laughs> and it's poop. Oh my god, dude! Well, especially from someone like her. Like, yeah. I mean, good for her because like Lucas legally cannot speak about it. Like the yeah. money he took for Star Wars was essentially hush money, you know, which sucks. Because I'd love to hear. I wish we got a YouTube channel where it's just George Lucas like bit about I mean, like, the sequel. Here's, here's what I, here's where I'm at with that. To my knowledge, and my knowledge is not complete and utter because I'm not all knowing. But mm -hmm. to my knowledge, George Lucas didn't wasn't like on set as much for the sequel trilogy, but he showed up for the Mandalorian. Did you really? Yeah, he was on set for parts of the Mandalorian. They like That's consulted pretty... with him and stuff. That's pretty, I mean, I guess technically he's not, and I can see why they wouldn't want him, well, well, I could see why he wouldn't want to be on the sets of the sequels, because he doesn't, he couldn't have any input into that. And he basically like, well, handpicked um, Dave Filoni, so. 
That's right. Dave Filoni's actually done pretty well. Like the Clone Wars TV show was pretty good. I've heard Rebels, which I'm I think he was involved with, isn't too bad yeah, either. Too. Mandalorian is his as well. Is he like the director, the like uh, executive like Filoni a, and Favreau co directed? Or co John co managed, I should say, because the they had individual directors for the episodes and stuff. John Favreau's a fucking gem. He's fucking he's great. He makes everything that he's in just a little bit better, and I love him for that. But yeah. All right, I think that's it for this week. Aye, aye. Aye, Captain. <laughs> Thank you to both for joining. Of Thank course. you to you, the listener, for listening. I appreciate that. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify, just like we're on iTunes and Spotify or wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can find us on Facebook, Better Buddies. We have Meme Mondays. Or Twitter, at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies when you tweet about the show. Or our Gmail account, BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declara- declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to talk about, or questions you need advice on. And last, but not least, be a better buddy. How's everybody? I called you week, out, James. It's been a long day. Yeah. yeah, I know what it was about today, but it kicked my ass. I gotta, I gotta hide my. I'm gonna be distracted the whole time. I drove up to. Uh, well, I didn't drive, but I went up to to install a bunch of printers. Fuck, really? Yeah. How'd that go? Almost died in the car ride up. What'd you do that, that for? Uh, because the uh, northbound, like. They're doing a bunch of construction work, and I think there was like an accident on the le- on the southbound side because um, acro- across the way it, the traffic was like at a standstill in both lanes, and there were like three cops like oh. spread out. So we think there was like an accident or something. We didn't notice, but on the northbound lane, it suddenly um, they suddenly have the right lane shut down, but they don't have any signs saying "Hey, the right lane is closed." So it's just all of a sudden closed. So everyone like slammed on their br- to like not crash into the construction work and started like merging, curving. So to slam on the brakes so he didn't hit the person in front of him, which he had like just enough room not to do. But then the guy behind us was going like eighty, and like guy behind us had to swerve into the other lane and like still almost like slammed into us at like seventy miles an hour. Yikes. Damn, dude, that fucking sucks. So that's how my day started. <laughs> a little espresso shot of adrenaline to wake you up. Yeah. The best part of waking up is, oh my god, it's a semi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, then you just add truck and it kind of rhymes. Yeah, there we go. The best part of waking up is the... Tr- oh. No, I got nothing. I don't James know how to get it. the syllables. The syllables are what throws it off. Uh, uh, the best. Alright, waking up. Is the windshield hitting your truck? Oh my god, it's a truck. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) It's closer. I think it could could use some work still. Yeah, we'll 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 get it to uh is it Folgers? Is that Folgers? Yeah. Yeah. We'll pass it on to them.